0: Hello and welcome to The Future of Wireless Charging. I'm Bob Troublecock. I'm the executive editor of Modern Materials Handling. And joining me today is Aaron Stein, the chief technology officer and one of the founders of ResonantLink, a technology company focused on wireless charging. And I just learned they're headquartered in Burlington, Vermont, not all that far from my former home in Keene, New Hampshire. Aaron, welcome. Thanks
1: for having me on the podcast, Bob. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, I'm excited too and excited to learn about a technology I'm not really familiar with. So, you know, even if you haven't made the switch to wirelessly charging your consumer devices, I have not, uh, you're probably aware that the technology is out there. What you might not be aware of is that the same technology has been industrialized and is already in use in a number of industries, such as healthcare. It's fast, it's easy, it's sustainable, and it's proven. You know, after all, ready access to fully charged equipment in the healthcare industry really is a matter of life and death. And hey, in materials handling, wireless charging is not prevalent, but it has already shown up in the autonomous mobile robot space. What about lift trucks? Is that industry ripe for a charging transformation? According to Aaron and ResonantLink, the answer is yes. So Aaron, let's get started. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started ResonantLink?
1: So I've always loved building things. As a kid, I was obsessed with discovering how things work. I built go-karts, jet engines, stereos. When I realized that the things I could build couldn't keep up with my imagination, I decided to go back to school to learn how to do it better. All my life, I've been drawn to solving the hardest challenges. And one of the hardest things to solve is how to quickly and conveniently recharge our world. At Resident Link, we've taken the technology my colleagues and I invented during my postdoc and proven it out across industries and applications, from a 20-milliwatt wireless medical implant to a 20-kilowatt wireless lift truck char- charger. My co-founders and I spent years both in the lab and classroom studying and innovating in the areas of high-frequency power electronics and electromagnetics so we could rethink and redesign how things are charged. And I'm so excited that today our technology is powering medical devices that save lives and charge and charging lift trucks that support our supply chain. Next year in the material handlings market, we'll be releasing our newest charger. It's the world's first 400 amp, 19.2 kilowatt wireless lift truck charger. It's the only wireless charging solution suitable for manually driven vehicles and modern AGVs. It can quickly recharge vehicles. It's flexible to park and reliable and easy to operate. We've built it with the ruggedness of the warehouse space in mind, on par with Wired in terms of speed and cost, safe in even the harshest environments, and undeniably more
0: convenient. Uh, So I have to ask, wireless charging, it's been around for a long time in one form or another. What are you doing differently?
1: Let me take a step back. ResNetLink was launched in 2017 around a revolutionary way to send wireless power. Our coils, which sit at the heart of our wireless power systems, consume five times less power because they use a unique structure of foil and thin film dielectric. Because of this, we can quickly, safely, and seamlessly transmit power for a variety of applications, big to small. In fact, the same technology that we use in our 19.2 kilowatt 400 amp wireless lift truck charger is also being used to power implanted medical devices like pacemakers. To create the fastest and easiest to use wireless chargers in the world, we combine breakthrough innovations with industrial design. For each application, we determine how it would be integrated, how somebody would use it to ensure it would work in the real world. For example, we can think about industrial electric vehicles specifically. Our chargers are designed with both manned and autonomous material handling equipment in mind. It begins with the ability to charge quickly by delivering 400 amps to the battery, whether lead-acid or lithium-ion. However, maybe even more impressive, we're able to do so with up to 10-inch air gap and 12-inch misalignment tolerance and efficiencies above 90%. This is a game-changer. Fast, safe, seamless wireless charging, regardless of whether a truck is perfectly parked, because most times it won't be. Not only is it easy to use, but it's easy to set up. The receivers fit inside the battery box so it doesn't stick out and can be easily retrofitted into existing trucks. Nothing to wear out, fray, or break. Just peace of mind that your trucks will be charged every time. Other wireless chargers are significantly more limited in terms of parking flexibility and charge speed, so so they target small AMRs. Think cobots or other case-moving robots. They only work with old-school AGVs that show up in exactly the same place every time, down to the inch. Link is transforming the charging experience, and we're excited to debut a wireless charging system that provides fast, safe, reliable power at the charging speeds and efficiencies operators are used to with wired chargers.
0: Before we go to the next question, can I throw in one just because it was a term I'd never heard and I'm sure most of my listeners haven't? What's a dielectric? A dielectric is an insulator
1: uh, that uh, is an insulating materials that doesn't allow, uh, electrical current to pass through. And it's a part of our core innovation, uh, where we integrate capacitance into our windings and that's how we get very high performance.
0: Great. I thought we'd nerd out there for a moment. Right? <laughs> I just, when, when I, when I see industry terms that, you know, well, that's an engineering term, I always want to, uh, you know, just sort of clarify. All right. So just a moment ago, you were talking about parking flexibility is important. Um, you also mentioned that your chargers can work with any battery type. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Absolutely, because we wanted our chargers to work for any fleet, we designed our chargers to work with both lead acid and lithium ion batteries from 24 volts to 48 volts nominal. Our system communicates with the battery's BMS when there's no battery management system to provide information on what the battery needs, we use internal charging algorithms to determine what's needed. Batteries are only one piece of operation, so we've also designed our system to be data-rich. On the ground, we can provide direction to operators, such as where where to go to get within parking range, and at the fleet management level, we're sending a wealth of information that they can use to optimize operations.
0: So I think that's key, isn't it? As customer demand continues to increase, while their expected timelines decrease and labor remains difficult to find.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, companies are facing increasing pressure to maintain consistent uptimes, and they need data to understand how to do that. In fact, access to data and data as a service are critical parts of the future of logistics, enabling things like workflow, uh, workflow integrated opportunity charging, and energy storage sol- solutions, just to name a few.
0: So uh, also, I just want to back you up one more moment because you've talked about the fleet management level and sending a wealth of information um, to optimize operations. So you've you've got uh, obviously a cloud-based analytics system. So you're gathering data from, is it from the batteries, from the charger, and then analyzing it? And then what are you giving back to the operator? Yeah, so we're giving uh, back to the operator, the, the operator gets to know the
1: current state of the health of the machine that they're operating. But as a, on a fleet perspective, um, we're giving, we can give back information about state of health of the current battery and state of the health of your entire fleet of each of those batteries and also current charge status and where those vehicles are being charged. And so that gives us an ability to understand how power is flowing throughout the industrial workspace um, so that we can further optimize those layout and those floor plans uh, to maximize the, the utility of each of the trucks and the maximize the opportunity to recharge those trucks and keep them um, keep them operating at, at a fully functional level.
0: great so that kind of relates to you know your last answer before that in terms of access to data and data as a service um, how going back to what you were talking about a moment ago, how does it actually work and how can fleet managers realize the benefits of wireless charging?
1: Okay, let's imagine for a sec we're a forklift driver. If you're a forklift operator, you'd want to park and charge your truck as quickly as possible. You're about to go on break or finish your shift. And especially with new operators being trained all the time, folks forget to plug in or damage wire- charging equipment in a rush. With wireless charging, a driver can pull up into a parking spot and charging starts automatically. No connectors to rest- wrestle with, no buttons to push, nothing to forget. When the driver's ready to head out again, they simply put the truck back in park and drive. If you're a fleet manager, the last thing you you need is to start your day and find out the trucks didn't get plugged in. To make sure your shipments still leave on time, you buy extra trucks to compensate, ones that rarely get used. One of our big goals is to help the warehouse right-size their fleets. In addition, fleet managers also need to help keep trucks running. Because our chargers are smart and connected, managers can get to the bottom of any issue in real time. We know that charging for material handling equipment is a constant struggle. With all the challenges this industry is facing—rising costs, customer demand, labor shortages, and supply chain bottlenecks—charging shouldn't be one of them.
0: So when it when it comes to lift trucks and particularly batteries, you know, and and again, especially if you're talking about lead acid af- uh, lead acid batteries, safety is top of mind. So is there a safety play here, and if so, what is it?
1: Of course. Our goal is to be the safest charging option for motive power, period. This starts with our groundbreaking thermal controls, ensuring no heating of our outside packaging, and includes our first-of-its-kind object detection system. Link has the only wireless power solution with live and foreign object detection built in. This means no thermal or exposure risk to operators. When the operator dries up, the transmitter detects the receive coil. And there are a few steps that, ac- that occur immediately. First, the system does a battery check to determine the type of battery and establish the charge current and voltage it needs to deliver, the ba- deliver to the battery. And then it does a safety check for any foreign or live objects. Once both the checks have been completed, energy begins being transmitted to the battery. If any object is detected while charging, charging will stop immediately. A driver or maintenance team will be notified to remove the object, and once removed, charging will again resume. All this comes together to make a simple user experience that just works.
0: So, you know, in supply chain generally and operations like warehousing and um, manufacturing where we're using lift trucks, uh, there is a shift going on where fleet managers are taking a critical look at their energy management. Perhaps it's you know, driven by the focus on sustainability. So it it's everything from the adoption of lithium batteries to an increased focus on energy studies. You know, from your from where you sit, how does wireless charging fit into that?
1: When we talk to logistic leaders, we're hearing the exact same thing. At Resident Link, when we talk about our mission of improving health, it's bigger than medical treatments. We need to electrify nearly every industry and much of our infrastructure to keep our economy and our planet healthy. Our wireless power systems help our customers' bottom line while doing what's right for the planet. Furthermore, it provides a way to strengthen their customer relationships as they become a trusted source of information on how to optimize operations and transition to an all-electric and more autonomous future. And this is what I get so excited about, and it's because it goes back to why I was drawn to power and energy to begin with. I see Resonant Link technology is the tool that allows fleets and warehouse managers to further optimize their operations now and in the future let's say you have a charger that's used easily and automatically when a vehicle pulls up to it with our chargers you can uh, opportunity charge vehicles while they work in a way that you couldn't before if you have a smart charger that's in communication with your fleet management software or wms you're constantly learning about where the might be problems No need to wait for a formal energy study. Today, we've mainly talked about wireless charging as a one-to-one replacement for wired charging, but going wireless also opens up a whole new workflows around charging that just aren't practical with wired charging. Wireless chargers can be placed closer to where the trucks are actually used and charging them while they work, integrated with workflows they already have. Think of a tugger doing line-side deliveries at a manufacturing site. While it's stopped for parts to be loaded or unloaded, the truck can be charging, getting valuable uptime within the workflow. With more distributed charging, sites can reduce the huge peaks in energy usage that come with plugging in all their trucks to fast charge at the same time. This is good for the site, they can reduce the peak demand costs, and it's good for the grid as it reduces or eliminates those concentrated bursts of power. Eventually, I see this really changing the balance between charge time and battery size. And it also allows forklift manufacturers to do more. Smaller batteries can enable narrower trucks as one example.
0: Uh, so we, we talked about sustainability a, uh, a moment ago. And, and particularly since COVID, um, you know, the broad umbrella of ESG and more specifically sustainability are so much in the news. And if you go to any supply chain conference, I was just at one last week, it's really following two supply chains. So long preamble, are there environmental benefits to wireless charging? And if so, how are you helping companies meet their ESG goals?
1: Absolutely. That's exactly why we actually started Resonant Link in the first place, to create wireless power that enables people to live safer, more fulfilling lives and protect our planet at the same time. In addition to our broader mission of accelerating electrification, with Resonant Link, companies can mine less lithium through smaller batteries, right-size their fleets through less equipment, and ultimately support and not stress the grid through more efficient power distribution and energy storage.
0: Great. So last question. What have we missed? What else do you want to share about Resonant Link?
1: Well, first, just want to say again, thank you so much for having me on today. It's been a privilege to share Resonant Link's story. You know, we have happy customers in the healthcare space, electric vehicles, consumer electronics, including many fortune 10 and 100 customers. And we can't wait to do the same thing for the material handling space. We're honored to be transforming the charging experience across industries and to be leading the movement to electrify work, logistics, transportation, and patient care. If anyone is interested in learning about Resonant Link, contact us at info linkcom And again, thank you so much for your time today. It was really appreciated.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, Aaron. And that is all the time we have for today. Uh, I want to thank Aaron Stein from Resonant Link for joining me and thank all of you for attending. For Modern Materials Handling and Peerless Media, I'm Bob Troublecock.